What you say, ladies and gents, it is your Ball Bucket Hat Sam, and we are back again today for another episode <laughs> of the Bucket Hat Sam Talks Ball Podcast, episode 38. If you haven't already, please do smash the like button, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. We've got Stellacast on, some of the OGs back on, sign the corner. How you doing, mate? Very good, match for a poor week on Fantasy Football League, but yeah. Of, I'm bottom of all my leagues. Not my so. own league, my own, the book has some league. I'm bot, like bottom half. <laughs> yeah. That's a shocker. It's awful. My team is just dreadful. I'll tell you about my mistake on the weekend before we move on to the next guest. But uh, I obviously Brentford versus Brighton. I, I thought Brighton were going to keep a clean sheet, didn't I? So my two keepers being Raya and Sanchez. I put Sanchez in, obviously. And I've also got Tony on the team, so I put Tony on the bench as well. Oh, <laughs> so no. I had 22 points on the bench. 22. From two players. <laughs> Oh. Last time, 21 points in total. Oh, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's a shocker. That's really funny. That's, <laughs> that's making me feel a bit better about fantasy football now. And then the other guest, as you can hear by his laugh, is Joe. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. A signature giggle. It is. It is <laughs> it's a lovely shirt, by the way. Thank We're you. trying to remember the year, exact year. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember the year. 80... Yeah, like well, whoever's listening, let us know in the comments. There'll be yeah. somebody out there that'll know this. Yeah, we've got a shirt. We have got a massive football shirt audience. They love the fact that we always wear different shirts. I love That's it when top. the comments are like, uh, awful ball knowledge, but great shirt game. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll take, take that. that. I'll take that, yeah. Take that. Loads to talk about this week, and we've got to start off with the big game of the weekend. Liverpool versus Man City. What an absolutely unreal game. Yeah, I absolutely Buster. loved it. Top and game. It, it, and yes, from the outside, it didn't look great. You see 1-0 and you think, oh, not great. It was so much drama, absolutely mm. everything. I don't know who wants to start with it and just go with it because it's just absolutely... Yeah. I loved that game. Uh, the, uh, the one thing I've liked this season is all the big games are leaving, living up to expectations, aren't they? They're all, they're all blockbusters. And S- Sundays was great when it? it was end-to-end. Liverpool finally up their game and decided to turn up. Uh, and just had everything, didn't it? Absolutely yeah. everything. And shout, I mean, we'll obviously batter referees and VAR on on the pod, but I thought he refereed it absolutely superbly, apart from the decision, the big decision. But other than that, I thought he let it go brilliantly. I was going to positive as well, but then you mentioned, mentioned that decision already. <laughs> you know, if the ref's going to be like a bit, like, going to let the game flow, gonna, some fouls going to be let go, that's fine. You've got to tell the VAR that as well. Yeah, and sort of go, well, the whole game you've been refereeing like this, so therefore that foul you should sort of push away and yeah. forget about it, really. I, that, but I get the other game is a foul, but that's the only thing I know about the game. The, the game as a whole, yeah. what a game, great to watch. Brilliant. You know, end to end sometimes. And also, the, just the tactics evolved. You know, suddenly Pep's playing a 3 2 2 3. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> it's so exciting to watch. Isn't yeah, it? class. It is class. I do completely agree with you about the consistency. I think that was the biggest bugbear for me. The fact that consistency with the ref and VAR because he was letting so much go, wasn't yeah. he? And letting the game like. flow. Yeah, mm. I loved that. It was like a throwback to 15 years ago. You know, football was better then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the game flowing. Yeah, everyone was going, I, like, I love seeing a hard tackle. And I mate. love a big tackle. You and know, challenge and all that. <laughs> it's absolutely class. And, and I was happy to see it for once. We, we've lost that in the game recently. Yeah, big tackles bosh not every time you go shoulder to shoulder there's got to be a foul our game against Chelsea the ref was blown up for every little bit of contact And but in the Liverpool game it was a breath of fresh air Look, you, you can go shoulder to shoulder and yeah. use your body again it, it was just it was brilliant um, and it got the game going didn't it it got the crowd on side and the atmosphere going and um, oh, I was in, I was impressed with refereeing apart, as you say, apart from that flipping decision. That yeah. wasn't him, was it? To be fair, it was Mike Dean. So, mm, well, there you go. Says it all. Of course, it was Mike Dean. Let's, <laughs> yeah. We all know. Have say. So we're all agreeing. Great game. Oh, great game. Awful decision. Yeah, mm. we can just kind of just put it off like that. Do we think this changes the tight race at all? Really? No. I don't think it does. No. Liverpool are too far away already. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what Arsenal do now. They're, they're two games. They've got a two-game buffer, really. <laughs> All I'm saying is, remember what happened last time when Arsenal were in the driving seat? Yeah, true. Spurs last year. <laughs> the, wheels, <laughs> the wheels well and truly came off. And exactly. So you're probably thinking, crap, this is not what we wanted Man City to do here. Because it, it, is, it is mental, because I keep, I keep thinking, geez, Arsenal, great start and everything. But then I do look at it and think, exactly what happened when Spurs caught them up last year. Mm. And this is the same. I know they've added a couple of players, but it is pretty much the same squad. Yeah, but I think they're they're a different mentality, aren't they? That, that you can tell yeah. that they're hurting from last year, and Arteta's got them thinking a certain way and playing a certain way. And I'm I'm impressed. I am impressed. They look another year more mature. Though. Yeah, and they yeah. look better for it. I know it's a really easy comment to make, but you know they, you learn from experience all the time, and they look a better side for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm just trying a little dig at Mike. Yeah. I know we're listening. <laughs> I know. I'm going to throw another dig in early on. Um, 
So the last team who won eight of the first nine games to not win the title was Arsenal. 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 <laughs> it, it, I think it was 07 08. And then before them, for another team to win first eight out of nine and not win the title was Arsenal. Arsenal. <laughs> oh, four, oh, five. Oh, That's God. brilliant. They've obviously done the same this season. So, uh, oh, God. Oh, it's written in the stars. It's, actually, yeah. it's written in the it's stars. Like a hat trick. <laughs> I love that. And uh, obviously we've got a Wolves and a Villa fan on this week, so I thought it'd be fitting to talk to them both about the current managerial situations and everything that's going on at the club. So I thought we'd start off with Cy with the Wolves, because I feel like this might be a bit more cheery. Oh, than... did, why did the Wolves win at the weekend? I, thought... <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> honestly, if you'd have seen this lad in the group chat, <laughs> honestly. But what are you making yeah. at the moment of everything that's going on with the Wolves? Potential managerial appointments, the, main, the names that we mentioned, like Michael Bill being mentioned, and it looks mm-hmm. like a favourite at some points. And it's a bit all over the place, but what are your whole thoughts on it? The managerial search started out all eggs in the basket of Lopetegui. He obviously hasn't come for family reasons. Fine, you can't you know, bash that. Everyone, your family, will support an area for fine. After that, it's been a bit of a farce, isn't it? We've heard that many names... You know, today is now as a former IX and Dortmund manager. Before that's a you know Leon manager, and there's there's this and there's that. And Nuno has been spoken to, and so is Rob Edwards. <laughs> oh, I was just oh, thinking, oh, like, and, that, and the weekend the QPR manager was linked. Yeah, like, What's happening here? There's no. I don't think anyone knows. Jeff Sheedo don't know who he really wants because we just planned for one one bloke to come in. Well, who, was who's it. making these decisions? Like, who's the director of football or the CEO, or whatever? It's... Jeff Shee's the. Um, the chairman of a team, so it just smacks of a club who haven't got a clue what they're doing. You've sacked the manager yeah. when, yes, you, you probably needed a change at the time. You weren't playing well, you weren't scoring goals, winning games, um, and in a tough position in the bottom three, weren't you? But if you're going to sack the gaffer, you, you normally have an idea of well, we did who's going to come no, in next, but we did. But, but then surely he you have down, a couple, but... you have a shortlist, surely that you go okay. If he doesn't, if he doesn't take it, um, then this chap will. I was listening to Talk Sport the other day, and they were saying that. They were talking to, I think it was someone from Brighton, or one of the coaches there. And it's like we're always planning for the next best thing, yeah. like whether it be two or three left backs after your first choice. Um, but it doesn't seem that the Wolves have done that. No, so we we wanted Lopetegui. Second time he turned us down. He turned us down in twenty sixteen as well because he wanted the Spain job. The Spain job. And then Nuno came in, so that was fine. But then you know he turned us down again this year. Would you actually have Nuno back? <sighs> I was it was harsh when he left, but it, the team had gone stale at the same time, mm. so I understood the decision. Going back isn't always better, though, is it? And you know he's left with a glowing you know, resume for, from Wolves, and I love to keep it that way. Really, I think he's a I think a great manager for us. Spurs, he wasn't didn't do a good job. I don't know what, how he's doing in Dubai currently. <laughs> it, it's, it's not always right to go back to what it was before, though. Yeah. And I, it would make me laugh as well seeing Nuno come back to the Wolves and then him, him going to play three at the back and then looking going, we've only got two defenders in the well, squad this, this, is, going yeah, this is the thing for me I mean he'll probably play Nevers left centre half again wouldn't he or something he's just like I, I just, that's mind boggling in itself oh, it really, really is would oh. I be against Nuno coming back not totally but I wouldn't be thrilled at the same time mm. yeah it's totally inspiring yeah I don't think it's inspiring at all is it when you go back no. So, yeah. so they never, you never get back with the next, do you? So I just, I think that should be the, the same within yeah. football management, really, shouldn't it? Bit of relationship advice. I mean, the oh, yeah, there you go. Who'd have yeah. thought it? <laughs> My old man asked me the other day. He was like, well, "How many managers have gone back to a club and done well?" I could think of Mourinho at Chelsea. Yeah. And David, yeah. And David Moore was at West Ham, and I couldn't think of many others after that. Gary Megson when he came back and had a, a brief Who? couple of games. Did he? Who <laughs> uh, was that? Caretaker. He, he beat um, Spurs. Oh, I do remember. I do remember because that was absolute scenes. But was it? But was it really <laughs> successful tenure? He only had two games, so and then can't. he said he didn't want to carry on. I just wanted to talk about the album. Okay, just give me a break. We've won as well, so I just yeah. want to have my moment. But um, I, I oh get yeah, it. oh yeah, we won the weekend. So yeah, that was a great weekend. Great, great day out. Uh, Jay Costa's a wonder merchant. Love it. Henderson, I enjoyed that. Henderson is so so much a time waster. I'm glad Dio Costa put him in his place. What do you make then of the uh, the Villa situation currently? Rumours flying about all over the place and they've been squashed today by the Villa saying that he's not being sacked and yeah. those photos of him in a pub <laughs> when he was hammered holding a baby oh, were from the past yeah. and things. And... Could be from whatever, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you make of the whole situation? You've got to talk about the Villa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I went Sunday and, and ordinarily you'd think 
great performance, you, and they'd get a decent reception for it because we did. We outplayed Chelsea for an hour. Um, Mings was one of the best assists for Mason Mount I think I've seen in a long time. <laughs> what on earth? He, he was thinking, or well, what he was thinking or doing? I don't know. I think he just misjudged his jump. It's gone really far backwards. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that that's still photo. It's brilliant. Oh it? my word! Did you see Paddy Power tweet and they clipped it out? Yeah, it's yeah. just him, and they were like, "Best edit gets um, oh, yeah. some great ones." Oh, they? they were so funny. <laughs> oh, but, um, and until then, well, it was very early on. But even despite that, we looked good first half, and we we're unlucky to go in one nil. Kepper, oh my god, where's he got that performance from? Oh, what a performance! Yeah, he started really well. Oh, so he's come back in. That's his single best keeper's performance this season. The save, oh, it from, is unbelievable. He's had one off. Who's hit the first one? I can't remember. Someone's hit the first one, and then Ramsey's caught one on the volley, pretty sweet, and he's got down. Yeah. In a split second, we were right behind it. Goal's got to be see the net balls, and but he was brilliant. Kepper, fairness to him, the, yeah, the I double don't save, like him, but... The double save was great, but then the close range from Danny Inks, and then the reaction just to push it over the bar. Yeah. That was the best save for me because he had no time to react. Mm. And he's just that's what you train for as a keeper, just to be the close range, just react to something. Yeah. He has not thought about that at all. He's just pure reaction bomb. And he doesn't know that he's offside either, does he? So we've got to make the save. Yeah. Um and then our keeper decides to go and God knows what he was thinking I've said before I hate goalkeepers <laughs> and Sunday reinforced that. What is Martinez doing? He's he's anticipating the ball going over the wall before it's even left Mount's foot. Yeah. And I'm sick to death of people saying, oh, it was a great knuckleball. It no, was it straight down the middle of the goal, wasn't well, it? The really? ball hasn't moved. It's just, just dipped. Yeah. Oh, I think it was really poor for Martinez to move. What's he doing? You know, the wall was there. And if you you know get your wall to jump and have the, the, the person Trust your wall, wall, yeah. lying down. And if it's good, of the wall, he scores. Fair play. Fair enough. Exactly. I've got no issue with that. If he scores the keeper's side. I don't, like him, I don't mind him taking maybe the one step if he's anticipating it, because at least he could probably still spring the other way. But he's taken two steps. And then dropped his arms. He's gone, he's gone back in the net. Yeah. And then we, it's absolutely killed us, that second goal. Ruined us. Um, but like I said, it was a decent performance. It's probably the best we've played and created in, in a long time. And as I say, if you've been on a decent run um, and played like that, you'd be cheered off or clapped off. But we haven't. And we're, we're in a sticky yeah. situation now. We're not playing well. That's the first time that we've created chances in weeks. We've only won two games all season. Um it's just, it's not a fun place to be at the minute. <laughs> and that was, so you, it's the most tragedy we've in weeks with your two most, most creative players on the bench. Buendia and Coutinho oh, on the bench. Well, that's the thing, I don't think we've got any real creativity about us in general. We, they, they turned up Sunday. Bailey is, is half arsed most of the time and lazy. Watkins has got a touch <laughs> like a baby rhino. Uh, we've broken Danny Ings. Other <laughs> um, than that, it's going great. Other than that, yeah. brilliant. Um, <laughs> But I'd, yeah, I'd, I think it's time for Gerald to go. Do you? That yeah. was going to be my next question. Yeah. Shouted out early. So who, who, do you want, yeah. who do you want to bring in? I'd like Potch. Brendan. No, I'd like Brendan Rodgers. You like Brendan Rodgers? Mm. Brendan Rodgers. Even seeing how stale it's gone at Leicester. But I think Brendan Rodgers does that. Yeah, but that's, a, that's after, maybe, how long has he been there? Four years? Five years? Yeah. You expect that, really. Um, and obviously the money's dried up this summer for him. Um, which is a slight concern because if the money dries up for us or the owners decide to stop spending the money that they have done then he might struggle but I think he's a better coach than Gerard, and he's, he's proven that wherever he's been um, the thing I was saying on, to the lads on Sunday is that name me a couple of name me a player that's really progressed under Gerard because of him um, and what's what is our identity what's our style of play yeah, we haven't got one He's been there a year now. You still don't know your best start. Exactly. Like how scary is that? And how he's not playing Den Donk as a disgrace. Oh, flipping it. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, we just haven't got... We obviously bought some players in in, in the summer and spent a bit of money. Um, but they're injured. So he's literally got the same squad as last season. And still doesn't know his best starting eleven. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Barman. It's, it's quite why you can go time. from the 4-3-3 to this 4-4-2 with the diamonds. You just... I don't know. I don't think the players know what they should be doing either half the time. They look a bit lost, I think. They don't you know. seem like they're playing for him. Um, you haven't really got anyone who's grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck or demanding stuff from each yeah. other. And it's quite, it's just gloomy <laughs> times, isn't it? Really, it is. It, like looking at it from outside and obviously trying putting my views aside, mm. trying to put West Brom aside. Looking at it is it is a really horrible situation. I can imagine as a fan, well, I know what it's like it's when rubbish. it goes like that. It's rubbish, mm. and it's not enjoyable, is it? Watching. Football, you just want your team to have a go, don't you? Even if you do get yeah. battered, you should throw something at it. Yeah. And to be fair, I think that's the first game I've watched this season where you've properly gone for it. Yeah. Because sadly, I watched the Forest game. 
<laughs> and that was a waste of my time. You would have better off I was sat in a bar in Tenerife, and the amount of people that just got up and walked off was insane. <laughs> the bar was empty by full time. I oh, don't blame them. I just had to stick it out because I was like, I'm going to. No, I didn't stick it out. I'm lying. I, I, eight fifth minute, I was like, forget this. I was like, I'm going. It's in the majority. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a real tough watch, but yeah. Things things may be on the up, who knows, but we've got to wait and see, haven't Yeah, you? we've got two big games now in, um, in Brentford on. Uh, sorry, Fulham on. Thursday and then Brentford um, so it'll be, be tough because Fulham have dropped off a bit of form since the start of the season as well haven't they so we need to win there's it there's an opportunity there you want four points from that if you can oh you want six I think if he's going to save his job I think he needs six points he's out of a job then isn't yeah. he yeah I think it's the, we've had enough winnable games this season um, with this squad and, and him in charge um, the likes of Leeds and, and Forrest and, and others um, I think he has to win these two to save his job but it just seems like the bottom half of the table is everyone's so inconsistent, yeah. isn't it? It's like I, I said on the group, from eleventh to seventeenth is a space of three points. It's, it's a single win. It's if ridiculous. you literally get two, three wins in a row, you fly up the table. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It shows how poor the standard is this year, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't want to say it again because I still get hate for it. But yeah, the Premier League's awful. <laughs> we'll mention Albion. No, no, we'll move on to size stats draft. Okay, <laughs> we don't need the Albion. I've got a big game tonight, so I don't want to talk too soon. Because my mood could be changed in around 50 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> so we're just going to move on. Richard Beale is at the uh, helm, at the wheel, and I'll, I'll back him. Ian Beale? Richard Beale. Ian Beale. Ian Beale. <laughs> I've got nothing left. I'm, I'm going, we're ending it on that. <laughs> now on to the, uh, the listeners' favourite part of the podcast. We have got Sai's stats. Sai, hit it. Sai, my stats. Simon Stats. Do you want to hear Simon Stats? Simon Stats. <laughs> Still gets me a bit Never gets So, bit, bit of a European stats today, folks. Um, Xavi has lost three uh, games Champions League for Barcelona. Zidane Zidane won two Champions Leagues before he lost three Champions League games. Wow. That just, I think he's. I think Xavi's not done a good job at all. You watch that El Clasico game. I'm absolutely battered. Yeah, he, oh, it just annoys me. He shouldn't be in the job. But don't get me started on that. <laughs> Dimitri Payet is the first player in Liga 1 to record 100 goals and 100 assists. Is he? Jeez, that's mental. Bearing in mind, he went off to the Premier League for a bit, didn't yeah. he? As well? That's quite a stat. That's unreal, that. Blimey, no, no, one, no one else in Ligue 1 has got no, no. 100 goals, 100 assists. I think it's the assists, isn't it? That's the main yeah, yeah. part. 100 assists is crazy numbers. And he, He's still creating goals for fun now. Like he is, His opportunities to create chances is off the charts. Wow. It's so good for Marseille still. Yeah. He doesn't even start the games. Well, you've stopped. These are two big stats straight. Uh, this is, we need to keep this I up like now. It a lot. That yeah. was a good one, that was. Um, since becoming a manager in 2008... Peppers averaged 90 league points per season. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a joke. That's insane. That's <laughs> mental, that. Jeez. Um, I've got three more for you. Celtic have lost the most consecutive home games in Champions League history. Seven. Fantastic. Seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was trying to say Scottish football was great, wasn't I, on the last week's podcast? Come on, help me, help me lads. Help me. Oh, no. Uh, but also one. Um, only one club in this season, Champions League, has not conceded a goal. Do you want to guess who? Not conceded a goal? Yeah. They've already qualified for the next round. Did Napoli concede? Napoli yeah, conceded, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I completely forgot about that. Oh, I don't know, actually. Go for it. Club Bruges. Haven't conceded a goal yet. Crazy. Mignolet? Mignolet, yeah. <laughs> That's mad in itself, the isn't hell? it? Uh, I'll give you a last stat today. So Union Berlin are currently at the top of the Bundesliga. Um, but in the top, they are 18th in terms of expected goals, and they're 18th in, mo- in possession held in the league. <laughs> Sounds like the baggies normally. <laughs> <laughs> Just shows you though, possession means nothing. Yeah, but expected goals have been 18th as well. Oh, in fact, I've got a bonus one. Sorry. Good thing. Good thing. Another European one. Um, <laughs> True. So Napoli beat Ajax six-one, uh, didn't they? A few weeks ago, it was the first time Ajax have lost by five clear goals since 1964. What? Wow. wow. <laughs> Jeez. And there you go. That's a that's a good that start. A that, was a, that was a great ending, that one. The Simon Stats. Simon Stats. And now you've heard Simon Stats. Simon Stats. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, we are now on to the debate part of the podcast, and this is one sent in by Henry. Shout out to Henry. You know you're listening. Thank you for this idea. It's absolutely great. So we are, what we're doing now is we are creating a list, and I've got 16 defenders here, the best centre-backs of all time, and we're going to whittle it down by doing a round of 16, knock out one versus another to get the greatest centre-back of all time. We are going to make the decision on this very podcast, and that is final period, and officially they are crowned the greatest defender of all time in the 21st century yeah in the 21st century <laughs> because um, don't get in the comments telling me oh Koeman's great Beckenbauer there's no one who's listening to this podcast that ever saw them play don't even lie I look at the stats I know there isn't anyone that old listening um, <laughs> but uh, what I'll do is I'll ask Sight a number and then I'll ask Joe a number and then those two players that we find will battle out and then through to the next round so we might get some big hitters in straight away but I say that they're all big hitters let's oh, be honest giddy. so Sai. Pick us a number. Uh, number one. Number one, Gerard Piquet. Mm-hmm. Joe? I'll go 16. Top people. Okay then. So our first battle is Gerard Piquet versus Van Dijk. Who is Ooh. the better defender? This is easy for me. By the way, before I even say, did you see Piquet the other day in Champions League? <laughs> when the ball got crossed over, arms out, it's all fine, and then the striker ran straight through and scored. <laughs> 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 it's like hot. Oh, Your time's sh- come, PK. Your yeah. time's come. Is that sweaty decision? Yeah, it did. It, uh, it did really. Like. I've never been the biggest fan of PK. Have you not? Honest, I just, <laughs> I think because because Barcelona have been so good for years, he's never had to defend much, and it's made him look better than he really is. Oh my word! He's been one of the best center halves <sighs> the past fifteen years. I never thought in any defensive partnership he's been the better defender of the partnership. That's because he complimented, but he's complimented so many good defenders as well. Oh, I just think Virgil van Dijk's clear of PK. I'd agree. I really do. But I think you can't slander PK that much. I don't think he's been as good people think he is. I really <laughs> don't. I think on his different team, he'd have been really found out. Oh man, I'd agree. I'd, I'd go Van Dijk. I think oh. if you if you tick boxes of what you took, what you wanted centre halves to be, I think it'd be very close to being Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, I probably would agree with that. Yeah, it's easy. It's because I think it's because he's just the, as a modern day centre back, he's just like revolutionised the position, hasn't he? Yeah, he, yeah. He's done everything that we talk about all the great things that defenders have done, but he just seems to excel. That not I'm not saying he's the greatest defender of all time. No, yeah. so but we've never seen someone so complete in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean the way he plays the ball and his pace and his power and he reads the game and like you hardly ever goes to ground as he's brilliant. And even Troy Deeney says it smells great. <laughs> <laughs> oh so he's great then yeah. he's great okay then so Virgil van Dijk is through to the round of eight um, Joe I'm going to ask you first Ooh. this time uh, number five number five Top centre half's number John Terry and then um, Cy pass you number six. Oh. oh. so the next centre back battle is John Terry versus Rio Ferdinand oh him. <laughs> who is the better defender I've said publicly a few times I prefer Rio Ferdinand oh wow John Terry for me is, is the best centre half of all time of all time yeah in my lifetime so you've already answered the whole quiz no, but uh, as far well, as the, <laughs> with, the, with the pairings it won't happen will it but for John Terry is my personal favourite him, him or probably someone else will do the list but Terry he's both footed he'll run through a brick wall for you he reads the game unbelievably well he's complete absolutely complete I would have to agree with Joe on this. I think, I think Ferdinand was at points quite error prone, whereas John yeah. Terry just he was at the top level and he never really ever fell off, did he? We talk about. I remember when I look at Ferdinand, I think of his time at QPR towards the end, and you saw how much he relied on his pace oh, and yeah, things like that. Terry wasn't great at the end of his Chelsea career either. I don't or know. Villa. But I got to a playoff semi-final. Match. I still in the think he yeah. I still think he was great. Three finals is still a blissful Premier League. <laughs> but I'm saying that you could see he didn't just rely on his pace to help him with errors and things. Whereas John Terry was just a complete defender. And I've, again, we talked about Virgil Van Dijk's passing range. John Terry was absolutely brilliant. As you said, with both, both feet. feet. So was Ferdinand. Not on Terry's level, he can spray the ball with his left. I just, prefer, right. like, I just sort of prefer watching Ferdinand to John Terry. I really did. Mm. Well, I, I'm sorry. We're gonna. We're a democracy on here. We're all about fair play, and it's two v one. So. That's why I, I need the answer. Sure. As soon as you said the two, I always know I'm the other one out. Preferred Ferdinand. <laughs> no, no, you're Viva JT. So soon, as soon as I started reading it out, I was thinking, I know where both of these two are gonna yeah. go. <laughs> that was a great pairing, that is. Yeah. Oh, okay then. What could have been? Sign. What would you like to? Uh, we'll go eight. Number eight, Benucci. Joe. Number eleven. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the next centre-back pairing, the next centre-back battle is 
Benucci versus Sergio Ramos. Ooh. That's I, fairly easy for me. Oh, I think it's easy. Yeah. I think Sergio Ramos. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most decorated centre-arts of all time. And one of the best goal-scoring centre-arts of yeah. all time. Ridiculous. Oh, his goal-scoring record's insane, isn't it? It's outrageous, isn't it? He's got so many goals for Madrid before. He's, mm. Yeah, he scores like, great penalties as well. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like I, 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 we have just kind of just pushed Benucci's idea. But he's a great defender as well. Yeah. And he has done amazing things, but I don't think he's on Ramos's level. So Ramos is one of the greats, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I think Benucci's probably old school anyway, whereas Ramos is another, is another one who sort of revolutionised centre-half at the time. Towards the late noughties and going through the tens, he was the main man. Yeah, when you think about how he was originally, was it right back, wasn't he? Originally converted yeah, yeah, over, Seville. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crazy to think that he originally wasn't a centre. Yeah. I could never imagine him looking back now at the way he's gone on playing as a centre back. I can't imagine him playing right back. No, <laughs> and I watch it back. I've seen clips and things. I remember yeah. him playing right back, mm. but you just think, doesn't doesn't seem right, does yeah. it? Yeah. Displaced um, Solgado, didn't he? Solgado, Sol- Sol- yeah, 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 that's his name, wasn't it? I was going to say Soldado, that's, that's a striker. <laughs> that's who I thought yeah, you Sol- said at the start. Yeah, no, Soldado, Soldado, yeah. Yeah, Soldado. Blackburn Rebels legend. <laughs> <laughs> How's he got a shout out in this? I know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. I've gone to Real Madrid side and then just got better and better and set her off. So yeah. I, I, love it. I love it when we do that, when we have like really random niche shouts of players in this podcast. And we think, how on earth have they got a mention? Exactly. <laughs> okay, then, so Ramos has got through to the yeah. round of eight. Uh, Joe, is it you this time first? I was trying to mix it up and I completely forgot my order, so I'm going to ask you first anyway. Uh, I'm trying to remember what numbers we've had. Number 14. Number 14, okay, yep. We had two, yeah. And we haven't had two, so we've got Vincent Company versus Carvalho. Who was a better defender? Oh, Cannavaro for me. Carvalho. Uh, Carvalho. Carvalho, sorry. Oh, Carvalho. Did I say Carvalho? He's, I don't know. Is it Carvalho? Yeah, you said Carvalho. Carvalho. <laughs> Carvalho. <laughs> Carvalho. 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 I think this is quite close in terms of yeah. actual centre half. I think it's a really difficult on this. I think companies that obviously the man mountain leader that got City their first title. But Carvalho is one of the most underrated centre halves I think people talk about. So like, it was great for Chelsea Real Madrid and Porto. Yeah. I'd like to throw my shout in with this. I'd be tempted more so towards Carvalho. And I think we look at company as well as we do purely because how he was kind saw, of yeah. he revolutionised this Man City side and made them win things yeah. we saw him develop didn't we because he came yeah. as, a, as a central defensive Center mid yeah. yeah and we see how much he's improved that City side and he grew with that City side to become one of the greatest yeah. sides in Premier League in English in yeah, a, yeah. especially in our time as well I think Carvalho just did it for so long didn't well, they didn't Chelsea only concede about 15 goals that one season yeah like, that is absolutely yeah. daft John Terry Carvalho and Petr Cech which is, yeah and I feel like Gallas right back in Pana Ferreira. Pana Ferreira. Yeah. Um, was it Del Horno left back that season? Or was it, um, Ashley Cole? No, it was before Ashley Cole was there. Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Ben. Maybe Gasp was left back then. No, maybe. But if the, the, the centre-half pairing was just colossal. And Cavalier was almost on John Terry's level all the way through. It's mad as well, you know. Cavalier was still playing for Portugal when they won the Euros recently. Mm. He was at 38-39. And he was still doing very well. Next to Jose Font. <laughs> It's tough. This is. It's a really difficult one. I'd be. I'd I personally, I'm you know. towards Carvalho for this one. That's mine. I'm going in with that. I might have jumped the gun here actually. Thinking about it, same company. Because now I'm thinking more and more about it. Carvalho was a good player, weren't he? Yeah, you've got longevity with companies. That's the only thing, isn't it? He had leadership with company. I don't think he had that. Carvalho. Oh, this is tough. No, I'm going to stick with company. Oh, yeah. oh, so Joe's got the final vote. Who's like to send through? You know me and my red rose tinted specs, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm going with Carlo Cavalli, I should have known. I absolutely love nostalgia. That's why you're on this episode. Like it's full of warm and fuzzy inside. Oh, my childhood. <laughs> okay, then. So we'll go on to the next one. We've got number three, four, seven, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, and fifteen. So I'll ask you, Cy, first. Uh, we'll get over with thirteen. Thirteen, okay. And then Joe? Number four. Oh, okay, this next centre back battle for me is very easy. Cannavaro versus Nemanja Vidic. Cannavaro or Carvalho? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Vidic? Yep. The easiest thing in the world this is. I agree. And it would have been for anyone he was going up against. 
Sai, oh my word, Sai's face. Are you going to, do you want to debate I freaking love Vidic, man. He's a fraud. Emmanuel is a fraud. But, 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 Canavaro's band or with a, with a World Cup was so good at Juventus. Oh, it really hurts me just to not say Vidic because I, I loved watching Vidic. But Canavaro's better. Absolutely, Fabio Canavaro. Proper Italian centre. I can't believe you, you had to even talk about Vidic though and how good he was. But I, I've said before, I, I love watching Vidic. I thought it was great defender. But he didn't do it as long as Cannavaro as well and Cannavaro was say World Cup winner and he never hit the heights that Cannavaro ever did either Vidic had a mistake in him every other game well, I don't think that's got, very harsh he got Ferdinand to sweep up behind yeah, him with all of his mistakes very, very but he was they a ball burning of everything oh, yeah, doesn't matter a... Cannavaro <laughs> wins this too <laughs> <laughs> oh this is what is good isn't it just battle each other okay then um, we've still got number 3 number 7 9 10 12 and 15 so uh, Joe number 3 number 3 do you know it's giving me a fake you know when they're lifting the balls yeah, when yeah. you went number 3 the, the Rod Stewart <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's what sort of said off camera yeah, wasn't yeah, it yeah, straight yeah. away oh. I said we should have like a tumbler <laughs> um, okay, then. I'll go with I always shout about winning Galassa number 10 <laughs> like it. okay so the next centre back battle is between Puyol and Yapstam who was the better defender Oh, that's that, again. That's quite tough because I was only still a kid when Stan was properly playing at his peak. No, I remember like the O four O five season was still very, very good. It was then towards the end of his career, then, though, wasn't he? He was still very, very he good. Was still very good. <laughs> obviously, his peak was at United, wasn't it? I think it is Stan. I thought Puyol was always on the wrong side, too rash. Just a passion merchant. Yeah, oh, I feel like a oh, I feel like harsh. a twelve year old on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> what passion you merchant, say? <laughs> passion merchant. Oh, huge W in the chat, boys, and all this. What am I saying? I've just become exactly what I said I never wanted to become. That's uh, because the amount of DMs I get. With you know things that like is. That. That's cap. <laughs> <laughs> Ratio. Oh, cry wow. more, cry more, side, cry more. <laughs> oh my word, I can't believe I just said that. Oh, that's really you hurt. Fraud. You fraud. Oh. But then. Sorry, just to go back to it. <laughs> I can't believe we just had that. Just to rescue you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Puyol was standing off at the peak of Spain's powers, like when they yeah. won the three major tournaments on the spin. That Barcelona side he was crucial to alongside PK. But again, same as, as um, PK, Barcelona were so good they didn't have to defend much, so they weren't looked. I didn't, you didn't really test the defending as much as other people all of the way you're just like disregarding any Barcelona centre back even the legends they got nah didn't defend not for me would you, would you have had Vidic I'm Puyol? being incredibly critical because it's what we have to be with these world class defenders oh yeah definitely would you no, have Vidic over Puyol yeah would you would you yeah, would. Oh, Vidic over wow. Puyol <laughs> blasphemy that's I brilliant. love Vidic I, just, I, I can tell Vidic over Puyol that's outrageous this might be your last last, uh, last appearance on the pod after that jeez <laughs> had that a few times been warm up P45 <laughs> side doesn't know ball that's going to be the comments I've got stats. but I've got stats so it's fine yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. can't beat size stats so uh, we all come to the agreement then I think so Puyol no <laughs> What do what do what do you both think now? I'm going to even it up, and I'm going to go Puyol. I think he's too close oh, to call really? this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's too close. You're, I'm going to have to go Puyol. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to have to go Puyol. Yeah. I feel like I'm. It feels like I'm picking on side, but I promise you, I'm not side. We we just disagree on absolutely yeah. everything. I mean, Sam so was far. a machine in, in Venice too, but I think Puyol just edges it for me. He's one of the greats. Even think. Fergus said it was his biggest mistake at United was selling stamp. Really? Yeah. I've heard him. I've read that his book somewhere around here, but I did read that in his <laughs> book actually. It's a good book. Great book. Would, would recommend. Great book. Okay, then. So we've got uh, four defenders left. Uh, so we've got seven, nine, 12, and 15. Sai, would you like to go first? Uh, let's go 15. 15, okay. And Joe? The, the ditch's number. Seven. Okay, so the next centre back battle is between Chiellini and Hummels. Who was the better defender? Ooh. I really enjoyed Hummels, but it is Chiellini. If I had to pick between the two who on my back line ahead of me as a goalkeeper, I want Chiellini. Yeah, I'll go Chiellini. I think straight sweep, yeah. I think, yeah. I think again, it's his passing. I, I think about Chiellini, some of the passes he's playing, those over the balls and mm. it's just everything. He, and he's been around for so long. 
and yeah. then yeah, Emily, he, he stayed at big thing. It's longevity, and I think again, I do, I do feel bad for um, Hummels, but I just don't think he's on his level. He wasn't really. Was he at the top for so long, Hummels? Really? Now Hummels had a good five, six years between yeah. Dortmund and Munich, and then you know going back to Dortmund, he hasn't exactly done a bad job at Dortmund since going back there, but he has dropped off a level as new as Keeley's. You know, it's top for 12, yeah. 13 years. And the it? rest, probably. You think of their international careers. Yeah. Keely has probably got over 100 caps for, oh, for Italy and like, dragged them to beating us in well, whatever it was two years ago. Literally dragged year. Saka. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and the dark arts of defending, he mastered yeah. as an oh, Italian. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so I think we all agree now, Keely yeah. on that one for definite. Okay, then, so the final battle, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. You'll like this one. Pure nostalgia. So our final centre-back battle is between Maldini and Nesta. Who was the better oh, defender? You're killing me. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Really? That's the last two? That's the last two. Maldini versus Nesta. Two of my favourites. <laughs> they are proper. I kept seeing them thinking, oh, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> Maldini and Nesta. Oh, oh Italian oh, gods. one of the best partnerships ever. Yeah. So this is Two the of the best fellas ever. It's what we said would happen with this. Oh when, with these, will be one of the big boys has gone out in the first round. Oh. I can't believe that. What a horrible choice to make between the two. <laughs> I'll let you go first, Sam. <laughs> Don't make me go first. <laughs> really, really hard. I've asked you a lot. I've asked you two, so one of you two. Breaking my heart. <laughs> breaking my heart. Oh my god. Um. There's definitely one of you. Both of you have got a, a feeling. You go with your gut. Your first thought. Oh, good. He's telling me Paolo Maldini. So is mine. It really hurts. <laughs> but, but Maldini. I think less so as, for me, it's less so as because he, I know it's a centre half debate, but it's because he also moulded himself to left back. <laughs> Same thing, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> he had versatility. He was that good, yeah. That he was played two positions. And he never went to ground. And he, was he, he was a centre half who said, if I went to ground, I made a mistake. I haven't read the game properly. Oh, but Nesta was both, yeah, they were just unbelievable, both of them. Such a horrible one, isn't it, really? Because they've both done so much for defenders and the game yeah, and yeah. progressive play and things like that. I, I, yeah, I'm just going to go... Well, it's two votes to Maldini, so we're going to have to go with Maldini. I so is. I don't really have to give well, my... Oh, what well, were you going to say? Splinters. On. I obviously was going to say Maldini, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> i just go with the flow. you got to think, that, that Italian backline at the time, Maldini would be left back, Cannavaro... Nesta, probably was it Zambrotta, Zambrotta. right back? Oh, what a backline! That mm. booth on behind them as well. Oh man, no, they won the World Cup of two thousand six. Yeah, unreal. It's crazy. Alessandro Nesta, I still love you. Yeah, King. I, we yeah, definitely please just, forgive me. We, we've just lost a listener. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Mamma Mia. Super <laughs> <laughs> Mario in the corner. <laughs> hey. Wow. <laughs> Okay, now we're down to the final eight and I've given new numbers for everyone and we're going to go through again and battle it down to the final four and it's going to get tough now. This is where it's going to get really horrible because we've already lost some big boys on the way. Nesta, I know you've turned off already from the podcast but we are sorry. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> okay then, so, Sai, can you pick a number between one and eight? Uh, one. Number one. Okay, and Joe? What number you... two. Number two. So our first battle is... Virgil van Dijk versus Cannavaro. Who was the better defender? Oh, they're two completely different defenders as well. Yeah, they are. That's what makes it more difficult. That's this. quite tough. For me, and I'm not even got the nostalgia glasses on. I don't think it's a debate. I think Cannavaro for me straight away. You're talking about really? Ballon, we're talking about Ballon d'Or winning centre back right here. Achievements won absolutely everything. Part of one of the greatest back lines of all time versus Virgil van Dijk. Side note though, was it not easier to win a Ballon d'Or back then than it is now? Well, oh, I don't past know. 15 years, because it's been Ronaldo or Messi, what, hasn't it? What year did he win? 2006? Yeah, yeah. After Ronaldinho, then the Messi. Yes, you've still Ronaldinho. got Ronaldinho. You've still got Ronaldo. You've just got the start of Ronaldo. Yeah, but this is before the 60 goals a season yeah. started happening. But Virgil van Dijk still is playing, so he could still win it now. Like, mm. But he's kind of. He's dropped up past year though, two years, hasn't he? Yeah, and that's not even recency bias. I've just realised it did make me sound like I was just. Pushing Virgil van Dijk aside, as I said earlier, what he's done to centre backs again, he's taken it to another level and changed and revolutionised the position. Was Cannavaro's yeah. height as good as Virgil van Dijk's height? And Virgil van Dijk's height was really that's, good. That's a, a good way of thinking about it, but I know it was very good, but I think Cannavaro's is better. As you just said, he's, he was the best player on, on the planet. Yeah. As I'm, a centre back. I'm happy to go Cannavaro. I'm glad. Cannavaro then goes straight through. That, that is really close, though, in fairness, because van Dijk is a monster. 
He's an absolute monster. Yeah. And you know what? Van Dijk is still playing for another. How old is he now? Late twenties. Probably. Yeah. He's probably got over ten years in him anyway. Okay, yeah. Easily. And easily. you know, his legacy could get even better as it goes on. What I find really interesting, you know, when we were talking about all these centre backs and players like Maldini and Nesta and players who never went to ground. That's what I think of with Virgil Van Dijk straight yeah. away. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. go to ground, does he at all? A great defender, and it's sad to see him go again. I hopefully haven't lost another listener. <laughs> uh, love you, Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next next one, uh, Joe. Would you like to pick a number between three and eight? Um, number seven. Number seven and Sai. Uh, eight them. Number seven versus number eight. So the next centre back battle is between John Terry and Carlos Puyol. John, John Terry. And we've all gone John Terry very easily. And again, yeah, I completely agree. I think what John Terry had passing wise, everything what we've spoken about, Puyol, passion merchant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it now. Uh, Puyol, very, very good. And obviously, the, his glittering career. But then so is Terry. He's won, he's won everything, hasn't he? So. Two great leaders. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, two great leaders. Give you that. I just think yeah, Terry's better, better centre half. Oh, just Puyol's got some slander today. Yeah, it's tough. So, so Carlos. <laughs> uh, next one, uh, I'm going to ask you first side between three and six, six, please. Six, Joe. So I will go number five. Get the partnership going again. Lovely. Oh my word! This is the big <laughs> one. I did not want. This is the battle I didn't want to happen in this final. round. Just oh, the final. No. Really. This was for me. This I thought this was, was going to be the final. Okay. Centre back battle between Paolo Maldini versus Sergio Ramos. Who was the better defender? Ooh. I thought this was going to be the final. I honestly did. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. It's such a difficult one. Two great centre backs. And again, we speak about it for different reasons. Completely different, yeah. You couldn't, I don't think you could get any further like, like, oh, apart from each other. Wow. Oh my word, this is a difficult one. It could be a long stunned silence. Yeah. <laughs> Great for listening. Oh yeah, great for listening. <laughs> Whilst you're here, if you haven't already, please smash like button, subscribe, leave us a five star review. Whilst these guys What's are thinking, it's a great system. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, this is unbelievable because Maldi made the game look so simple, but Ramos, I think. Oh, do I even believe what I'm about to say? No, I don't. I've gone back on myself already. <laughs> um, I'm going Ramos. Oh, <laughs> I've gone Ramos. It might be a bit of a recency bias in there, but I just think he. I know both have been colossal. Both but Champions also, Leagues, Ramos has seen has won six Champions Leagues. Maldini won two. two I think. I think he won two. So, what I'm going to do and now. Both began players, but I think Ramos was a bigger big game player, if that makes sense. Ooh. He definitely is a big game player. I'm going to do this now to sit on the fence and I'm going to go in with Maldini just so we can leave Joe with the final decision <laughs> <laughs> that's why I could go first <laughs> that's what I was thinking I'm definitely, I need to get in before Joe does so Joe you've got the final decision here and we need reasoning got to be good reasoning as well Oh, I don't know if I can give football the reason the reasoning I was giving or was going to was give was great hair great beautiful beautiful man <laughs> from both of them really this is a very nostalgic debate and I love my res tint expects and Maldini was and is my favourite centre half of all time Oh really? He is. So I actually think bloke. Ramos is my favourite centre half of all time. I think Ramos. The only thing that lets Ramos down is his discipline. The but red cars. Like, I also like that. About I like the feistiness about him, but he's, the amount of times he's got sent off as a captain and as a centre half, you, you can't have it. So for me, I'm going with Paolo Maldini. Wow, that's it. That's it's big. Maldini's through to the final four. Ramos. Oh. Didn't even make it to the final four. Unlucky, mate. It's your fault for going to PSG. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, seven Champions Leagues by now. <laughs> okay, and our next one. This oh, this is a good one actually. So our next and our final battle in the final four. So our centre back battle is Chiellini versus Carvalho. Who was a better player? Chiellini, Carvalho. I think that's a great one actually. That's really good. I'm Two who've been at the top for a long, long time. I'm going to go straight in. And I'm going to go straight in. I'm going to go Chiellini because Chiellini for me is my favourite centre back of all time. See, I absolutely love him because he's got the dark arts, he's got the nice part of it, and then he's got the pass, and he's got absolutely everything you want as a defender, and he's got longevity yeah. as a career, a great player. So I'm going to go straight in and say Chiellini for everything Carvalho's done. Chiellini for me, my vote in straight away. Oh, he's going next. Uh, I'd go with Chiellini too. Makes three. 
Oh, oh, to whitewash. Oh, it is. It's a difficult. I just one. think he was a better defender overall. Probably a better defender for longer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Cavalli went to Madrid and obviously was still very good, but probably wasn't at his peak there. His peak was at Chelsea. Yeah. And Porto. Mm, yeah. And Porto. Yeah. Okay then. So we've got down to the semi-final now, and I've given new numbers for everyone again. Okay. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> so the final four. What would it, who Joe would you like to go first between one and four? I'll go number four. Okay, and Sai? Uno. So we have got in our first centre back battle of the final. So centre back battle: Chiellini versus Maldini. Who was a better defender? <laughs> Maldini, straight in for me. Yeah, I think Maldini probably was the best Italian defender there is. Keeling is close for me. Very close. Well, I think he's actually a lot closer than you think. I think he is What's, close. How many Italian defenders are in this? I just realised this. Mate, the, the, the Italians defense. are gods. They're defending gods. As a centre half, like, like, I used to play centre half, not very well. Did you? Obviously. I was a centre half, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so not very well. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you just grow up idolising like the Italian defenders, don't you? Growing up, they're brilliant. Where's, Mal- your, where's your Italian hair then? Oh, I went for the Swedish look. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> the Melbourne. Olaf Melberg, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and Larson. Oh, what a boy! He's my favourite. Oh, my favourite. <laughs> I do think, though, when you look at it, I, I feel like as much as we've all agreed, I do think Keelan is for me the the second. Other, but sorry, ignoring Nesta in this, mm. he's the second best on this list. And a Cannavaro. Yeah, I would. Would you have Keelan over Cannavaro? For me, Keelan over Cannavaro. Yeah, definitely. I just think Chiellini for me he's just got everything he yeah. has you talk about all the boxes you'd want to tick the only thing he didn't have was pace but he read the game so well like John yeah. Terry did I guess mm. so he just made he just made up for it with his yeah with his reading of the game just some, but it's sad to see him go unlucky Chiellini but Maldini has slotted in to the final so the next battle oh, this is a good one Next centre-back battle is between John Tenney... John, John Tenney! John Tenney! John Tenney! And he's with the ball, John Tenney! Oh, I said that with such confidence as well. John Tenney? You sound like the crazy frog. I did. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. John Tenney! Okay, here we go. I'll try this one again. That's staying in for definite. Okay. <laughs> so the next centre-back battle is, versus, is John Terry versus Cannavaro. And that, for me... Now, this is a really difficult one. Play, they played a very similar time as really well. Really tough. I'm going to go straight in, and this is going to seem really weird after the way I've been arguing everything, but I'm going to go John Terry. <laughs> I feel really harsh saying it, and it's not even English bias here. I just think what he could do with the ball for me is what I absolutely love about him. I'm going to go in with John Terry, as for me, the better out of the two. Just simply down to his passing oh, and reading the game. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. Cannavaro then for Bandor. So Joey's got to make the final oh, decision. Okay. <laughs> you need to get him faster. Uh, so close. Um, oh, John Terry or Cannavaro? Cannavaro. Because you've got to make the final decision. Get into the final as well. World Cup winner or what you believe is the Premier League's best defender. Hmm. Fabio Cannavaro just there's a hair's breadth in that it's close I may have just said John Terry because I knew what you two were going to go with oh. to make you look really awkward because <laughs> Cannavaro's clear um, I just did that just because I knew exactly <laughs> yeah. what was going on here oh, that's really tough I did, in my opinion it's definitely Cannavaro I was just doing that because I knew what you oh, were going to do oh you're backtracking yourself are you no I knew no I, you're backtracking I went in straight away did you not notice what I was doing <laughs> I didn't want to have to make the final vote in that I just thought if I get my vote in yeah. so I'll do the same ok then so we're now into the final wow two big boys in the final and two godly Italians yep so Cannavaro wasn't that big it was only five foot ten. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, to decide now the final two officially the best two defenders according to us who was the better centre back? Paolo Maldini versus Cannavaro. Discuss. What an ending. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm actually going to go straight to him with Maldini. I am too. And this is probably a bit easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think Maldini's the best Italian centre half of our lifetime. But also best left back. Yeah. Which you know, does help us, doesn't it? I think so. Cannavaro's come so far. He's pushed all falls his way through. He just falls at the final There's hurdle. something about a left footed centre half. Which is great to watch. It's elegant, I <laughs> it think. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, watching like Laporte right now is great to watch. Yeah. 
And sorry, how have you asked about someone else? Sorry, we've just gone Laporte. <laughs> <laughs> we've told Matt some of the greatest said <laughs> <laughs> <centers. laughs> Laporte is great. No, no, but you know, because he's, he's a modern one, only. There's not many modern left footers center off these days. No. There's one player at the baggies right now, he's converted, Eric Peters. Um what? Do you want to oh, as well? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I've done that on purpose because I knew that I'd get a reaction out of you Let's put some respect on these boys' names. Don't mention them in the same breath. There's Eric Peters, oh my god. <laughs> what an ending. Oh, <laughs> Had to do that. I've just got really Eric hot and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so stuck in nostalgia. You just burst my bubble. <laughs> You're going to be going back with such an angry face now, driving home Eric after Peters. these. Eric Peters, Max Kilman. Kilman. <laughs> Last one was left footed, weren't he? No, right footed. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I can't think of any left footers off the top of my head now. I'm having a little <laughs> moment here. But that, that's probably why Maldini's up the top of We're talking about like, looking elegant. Okay. Oh, I think probably, he, he didn't break a sweat at centre half. It made it look elegant, like an arse. But Cannavaro did everything else, just not quite as elegantly as Maldini did. Yeah, Maldini, again, is one of the first names you think of, isn't it? When 100%. You, yeah, it is. When I was doing this list, um, and I, I pretty much did my own list, and I just checked on the internet to see if I was missing anyone really obvious, and number one on most lists was Maldini. Was yeah. It? Or Koeman, but I'm not doing... Or Beckenbauer, <laughs> and I'm not doing all of these. Like, I think Maldini could have worn the same shirt first half and second half. Would have been... Clean, yeah. swept for next week. Yeah, yeah. And you think he's been part of some of the greatest defensive backlines of years. all time? Yeah, the Milan sides in the nineties, the Milan sides that won the Champions League with Ancelotti. Yeah, because he it's longevity as well. From what was it, David? Late late eighties, going through to the nineties. Probably was, yeah. And yeah. then to the noughties, some boy. Yeah, and he's seen his power some unbelievable greats. Yeah, but he's always been a mainstay in both the Italian side. And the Milan side. Yeah, and you look at the forwards he's played against in, in Europe and, and internationally. Across that, that's the span of his career. Yeah. He's, he's fought, faced all sorts and, yeah, just came out on top of all of them, probably. Oh, definitely. One ending. Maldini, oh. congratulations. You are officially the greatest centre-back of all time. And we can now say, <laughs> you are goated as a centre-back. <laughs> the goat. Jeez. I know, I had to get it in, just because, again... The twelve-year-olds love it. It's, the, it's, it's what we do. It's what we do now. Passion merchants, goats. It's what we do. What even is a passion merchant, man? Just a passion Colour merchant. Oil. It's kind of pure, pure passion. He's got nothing else, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, it's incredible. No. What a great episode. Thanks, boys. I did really enjoy that. If you haven't already, guys, please do smash the like button and let us know if you are angry at any of these decisions. Whether you are annoyed Ramos didn't make it any further or Nesta not making out the first round. There's some big names in here. Didn't get it far at all. So, boys, cheers for that. Sai, thank you. Thank you very much. Joe, thank you. And hopefully all of our teams win this week. And next week we're all happy. Well, and tonight, yeah. Big few going to the villa. Thank you guys for listening. As I said, please smash the like button. Please subscribe. And if you haven't already, five-star review. Cheers. High five. Bucket Sam, over now, baby. (laughs) 